And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Dave DeFore here with Mark Schindler for your Tuesday update. Before we start, don't forget, you can get this podcast without ads by going to theathletic.com slash NBA show and subscribing. Absolutely monster, monster Monday night in the NBA, Mark. Just every single game loaded. No game bigger to me than Sixers Nuggets. And uh, that's because we had a bunch of MVPs in this game or potential MVPs. Now, there's one guy that stood out above the rest to me. He went from Siegel Center to playing with two of the best centers in the league. Bones Highland was absolutely absurd in this game. I know everyone thought I was going to say Jokic or Embiid there, but really Bones Highland was the man of the hour, wasn't he, Mark? I mean, he's throwing his hat into the race for MVP. What what, what else can we hey, say? Hey, listen, but- I'm, I'm there. I, give me a vote. <laughs> uh, it, you went to VCU, you get it. I mean, if we're doing it strictly based on vibes, he's got the, he's got the vote. But I mean, absolutely huge game from him tonight. It, it it sounds small to to bring up somebody off the bench, but the Nuggets bench was the reason why they were able to get back in this game. He was a plus sixteen, um, seven of fourteen from the field, hit some monster monster threes coming off movement that absolutely tortured the Sixers defense. Hit a deep thirty footer as well. Um, huge game from him tonight, and I think it was the best game of his rookie year by far. Yeah, and listen, the the best player in in this game, to me, was Joel Embiid. I mean, he put up 34 points, had nine rebounds, nine of ten from the free throw line. Was dominant in the first half, I I thought, and and then it just didn't go their way the rest of the game. But but Embiid did not lose this game. It was was not like he didn't show up tonight. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. Both he and and Jokic were, even with Jokic having the slow start. Um, The Sixers' offense just kind of bogged down a little bit as the game went on. Yeah, they, they got away from running plays, which, you know, they, they don't do a ton of that anyway. But late, especially, it just became the James Harden dribble around and try to get to the free throw line. Now, it worked. He, he was 11 of 12 from the free throw line, and we know how much I love to watch that. But um, it's just not effective offense. And Denver was able to get system buckets. Philly wasn't. And that, to me, was the story of the game down the stretch. How would you feel about it? Yeah, I agree. It was it was a little bit methodical. It felt like you know it, it got kind of mechanical in the half court. Didn't feel great. Not everyone was able to get involved. For Denver, it was I don't know. I don't want to say it was perfect either. We had a couple of Jamichael Green back to back baseline jumpers, which I was uh, felt like I was watching the 2007 Cavs with Drew Gooden and Daniel Marshall. But um, it was back and enjoying it, man. And, and they 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 made it work. I mean, I thought the transition game really set up Denver as well. I mean, that Jeff Green dunk sent me back to, like, 2011. So, it was a, I mean, there, there was some really great stuff going on there. Yeah, and I felt like the defense really helped. You were talking about Bones Highland, 21 off the bench, you know, four of nine from three. But Boogie Cousins, I, I think we got to point him out. Eight points, three rebounds, four assists from Boogie. So, essentially getting to run the same offense they're already used to. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the pick and pop wasn't going for him early, but then it started to click later on in the game. Um, the, I mean, we saw the physicality with the double tech that came out. I thought, you know, he's just brought a really good element that they've needed, solidify some things for them on the back end. And like you mentioned, the passing that he's able to bring both in transition and out of the high post has been huge for them. In Cleveland, the Clippers didn't have all their guys, but still managed to push the Cavs to overtime. But just too much Evan Mobley and Darius Garland in this game. The Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Clippers 120-111 to in OT. Season-high, career-high, 30 points. For Rookie of the Year, we're just going to go ahead and call the race right now. Evan Mobley, Darius Garland had 24 and 13 assists. And, uh, I mean, this was just a marquee game from two marquee players for the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is the reason why they're in this playoff race. Yeah, I mean, Mobley was in, uh, absurd tonight. Uh, he and Zubac went at it early, but Mobley took the cake as far as I'm concerned. He put up a candidate for block of the year uh, in the fourth quarter, just absolutely stonewalling Avisha Zubac at the rim. Uh, it looked like a WWE takedown. Shout out to John Hall. Um, yeah, I mean, he was he was fantastic. Tonight. Even he got he took three threes in the first quarter, which I think is the first time he's taken three threes in a quarter uh, the entire year. Just really starting to cook with his game and, and showcase a little bit more playing in center. And in overtime, Darius Garland really put on a show to me. His probe dribble offense. I mean, it it shows that they call him Sleeve Nash. I mean, because that's essentially <laughs> what he was doing down the stretch. He was just creating everything on his own, and the Clippers just couldn't stop that. It it was oddly reminiscent of what the Clippers do to the Utah Jazz in the playoffs every year. I mean, it was just they couldn't stop this guy and. and we're watching him. I mean, he's taken a leap this year, but what we're seeing right now, this is a sneak peek at what we're expecting from him in the playoffs. I think he looks playoff ready. Yeah, I'm very excited for him in the playoffs because I'm I'm right there with you. I think there's a lot made about how he doesn't necessarily put pressure on the rim, but uh, he does just enough in terms of what he's doing, getting into the paint and, and like you're talking about, like knifing things up. He's so explosive off the dribble. Um, I mean, that lobby had to, to Mobley late in the game. Like when you have guys like Mobley and, and Allen, hopefully when he gets back, um, that opens up so many things for somebody who's as good of a passer as Darius. I mean, th their connection and two-man game was what sealed it for them in overtime. And it was a full team effort. They got Karis LeVert back. He had 11 points. Um, that's a guy that they expect as he gets going, he's going to be able to take on some of that scoring load. And another good game from Kevin Love. I mean, it, this is just kind of where they're at. They're rounding into this playoff form. If LeVert can stay healthy and they can integrate him into the rotation, do you feel like this team can get out of the first round? I, I wouldn't necessarily bet on it, but I do think like we've seen them throughout the year. They've been able to give issues to some of the top teams in the league. Uh, and, and like you mentioned, Karras looked really good. He closed for them tonight. Uh, this is only his fifth game in a Cavs uniform, considering you know coming off injury. Um, I, I would buy it. I, I do think they have a good chance to get out of the first round. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. For the first time in 1,005 days, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green played basketball together. It was awesome. I Just from a forget about the score, forget about what happened in the game. It was really nice to see, Mark. I just want to start there. It was, wasn't that like pleasant? It was very pleasant. Um, I think, you know, a lot of Golden State fans that I know were breathing sighs of relief just to have them all back together and for Draymond to be back finally to stop the bleeding. It was just fun to watch, man. I mean, if you're a Wizards fan, probably not. But in general, uh, I mean, Dre only played 20 minutes and I mean, he may as well play the whole damn game because it was so good. Well, it was reminiscent of the Warriors that we're used to seeing. And, you know, look, Draymond came off the bench, only played 20 minutes. Uh, He was a game high plus 24. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) He he had six points, seven rebounds, six assists, and a steal. Uh, The story of the game on the court was really, it has to to start with Steph Curry. He was absolutely absurd in this game. Uh, Finished with 47 points. And it's instrumental that you think about Draymond Green as a part of this 47 points. When Draymond Green was on the court, Stephen Curry was 7 of 9 from 3. When Draymond was off, he was 0 for 5. Now that, you could look at their season and you could say, wow, when Steph struggled, what was missing? Ooh, Draymond was missing for a lot of that. And uh, look, it's telling to me that Steve Kerr called split cuts, consecutive plays right off the bat when Draymond got in there. And it starts off with a Steph 3 and then Looney gets a layup. I mean, he knew what he was doing, got him going, and Draymond's the kind of guy that can get going by seeing other guys put the ball in the basket, hit a 3 of his own in his first stint out there. So the Warriors are back. Yeah, I Holy. feel a lot better about them with how Draymond looked tonight. You know, I, I was I was a little bit apprehensive. I wasn't sure what to think. Um, and he looked, like you mentioned, he looked amazing. That that pitch to, to Steph for the 3, I'm like, okay, I've seen this a thousand times. We're back. And more importantly, too, I mean, defensively, I thought he looked really good. You know, I think he, he was certainly like a little bit fatigued early, but you could see the signs like, all right, we're back. Things are looking good. Yeah. Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson following up their big games the other night, 20 points apiece. Uh, Clay Thompson also uh, fully back. We can say he's fully back because while Steph was on a heater to end the game, Clay took a pull up three and it was it was beautiful. <laughs> Just an early shot clock three. So we know. The gang's all here. We're all back. I, I think the Warriors are going to win the title. It just feels like it. feels like Chris Paul is just destined to run in this team, and it's just going to not go well. I'm not ready to say title yet, but uh, Chris Porzingis better be ready to say title after that, that game-winning step through from Steph Curry. Listen, That's Por- pretty much sent him back to Washington with that. Yeah, Porzingis, 25 points in this game. Contavious Caldwell-Pope with 19. Kyle Kuzma with 11. And I actually thought that during this game, most of their best offense came when it was operating through Kuzma. He had a great post up in this on Kuminga right after Kuminga had shut down Porzingis early on in the game. And it was just everything Kuzma did tonight I, I thought was pretty good, even though, you know, uh, the, the Wizards are sad to watch and, and you know, not not good at all. Hey, Ish Smith hit three three threes in this game. So that's that, that's the biggest positive for the Wizards as far as I'm concerned. In Utah, the Bucks. Rally past the Jazz, 117-111. Giannis had 30 and 14 rebounds to come back against the Utah Jazz team that just continues to blow leads, Mark. I'm not sure exactly what the problem is um, because it varies. 
Some nights it's the defense, some nights it's the offense. Uh, tonight it was a little bit of both. Uh, they only scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. The, the Bucks had 28. And down the stretch of this game, look, Giannis was great. Drew Holiday was fantastic, 29.7 assists. Chris Middleton had 23. They got Brooke Lopez tonight, so they were actually able to play defense. Rudy Gobert was pretty good for Utah. But the story at the end of this game was that Donovan Mitchell was pretty pretty bad the last three minutes. Yeah, I mean, Donovan struggled tonight. I think, like you mentioned, it, it kind of goes back to like you're talking about with Brooke coming back. Uh, this was the best Milwaukee's defense has looked in weeks to me. Um, even with, I think, Brooklyn played 14 minutes. And you could see immediately, you know, Giannis is able to play off ball and roam more instead of playing as, as a drop big, which he's played part of the season as. Um, I thought that was really helpful. It, it really stunted Donovan being able to get downhill and get all the way to the rim. And that resulted in him taking 17 threes. A lot of them, you know, he missed a lot of open shots, but also credit to the Bucks for absolutely getting him out of his rhythm. Yeah, uh, 29 points for, for Mitchell, 5 of 17 from 3. Mike Conley, on the other hand, also had 29 points on 10 of 13 shooting, and he's had a rough month, month and a half of basketball. So this is a big game for him because, listen, Utah losing this game is not the end of their season. They need these guys to get going. Donovan Mitchell is going to be ready to go by the playoffs, but I think the biggest thing to come out of this game tonight was Mike Conley having a nice game finally. Yeah, I mean, he had some of the nicest passes that I've seen out of anybody in pick and roll this year. Like, body totally contorted coming out of a, a trap uh, from, the, from the Bucks later in the game and still gets it over his head to Rudy Gobert for a dunk. I mean, his, his synergy with him tonight was on full display. Yeah, Gobert had 18, 14 rebounds. Uh, he actually had a couple of nice defensive plays in crunch time that that gave the Jazz a chance to to win this game. And again, it's it's... At the end of these games, it always falls on Rudy's shoulders to do something. And he made a couple of defensive plays that were special. This is the stuff that we talk about where we talk about defensive player of the year. Uh, but they just didn't get enough on the offensive end. And I, and I think that it, this is, you know, it's it's a continuation of some of the issues they've had all year. It didn't seem like they can have everyone going at the same time. You know, Daniel House left this game with a knee injury. He only played seven minutes. No Boyan in this game. Uh, like I said, Mike Conley has been bad and finally has a good game, but Donovan Mitchell's not great. Uh, it's getting late for Utah, and I wonder at a certain point if they need to start playing with their rotation a little bit and see if they can't figure out a way to get these guys hot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've played Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I think, like eight combined minutes in the last two games, which is, I mean, more than he's played the entire time since the trade deadline, which has been a little bit head-scratching considering some of the comments that came out right when he was traded for. Jordan Clarkson, I mean, that was another issue tonight, too. I mean, it's not strictly plus-minus, but 3 of 14 from the field, minus 21. He was a big reason for their offense kind of sinking tonight, and that's been the case more often than not this season. And uh, as we as we leave, we have to point out that Carl Anthony Towns actually scored sixty points in the Timberwolves one forty nine to one thirty nine victory against the Spurs. Now, number one, sixty points—that's crazy. That is ridiculous. He scored thirty two of those points in the third quarter. Mark, this is nuts. This is a center. Yeah, he had Jakob Pertl in hell tonight, and and that's—I mean—that's one of the best defensive centers in the NBA. His pick and pop into drive game was just money. I mean, to see him, I mean, I, I, I wasn't even watching the game until it started happening, and then you start seeing the numbers pop up. Like, he's doing this in the third quarter? It, what a performance for him tonight, man. 
Yeah, and I mean, listen, I, I have issues with 149 to 139 final score in regulation yeah. in an NBA game. Eh, but it's March. Who cares? That's going to do it for the show, folks. Don't forget to keep it locked in to the Athletic NBA show all week. We got great stuff coming. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Mark, let's get out of here. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.